This episode is powered by Safety FM. In this week's episode, we're going to go over my plans on how I plan on still having my consulting business even during this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'll give you some thoughts and uh, some things that I even used to do for business continuity when I used to run a wastewater facility uh, as a plant manager. So stay tuned and we'll get to this episode right after this word from our sponsor. Safetyconsultant.us group is a group that is set up for other people that are safety consultants and those that want to be safety consultants. A resource site that will give you the ideas that you need for growing your business, such as teaching resources, because you got to be a teacher when you're out there. And that's going to be part of your base for growing your clients. Get, get your chops done. So that we have OSHA compliance Top. topics, including written programs and assessments that you could use for getting your business going. And also, it's a group community of other people that are doing what you're doing as a safety consultant. Welcome back to the show. So today we're going to kind of go over some of my thoughts and uh, just a few things that I was thinking about when I did the Safety FM town hall meeting. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that yet, that was where all the shows on the Safety FM, or I should say most of the shows on the Safety FM network, we got together and we did what we called the virtual town hall so it was really good having a virtual town hall it was hosted by jay allen and uh so jay had us all together and from our various shows started talking about just the things that really meant a lot to us and uh, some of the things that we thought about with this coronavirus happening and how are we going to keep working as safety consultants and that's my part or how we as safety professionals uh, should view this and view our jobs and everything else that comes in later on so that was the crux of what happened so I believe you could get the broadcast on safetyfm.com you can listen to that or you could get it through a, a few other means so it is it was really a good opportunity and I was really um, proud to be part of that team so I'm going to give you a longer version of what I went over and uh, it was only five minutes long that I had because there's so many people in the show if we had you know unlimited amount of time it would have really been a long long episode and we just went over one hour maybe like an hour and 12 minutes or something like that uh, so most of us had depending on how many shows we had uh, five minutes per show uh, so basically, I have one show, so I had my five minutes, and I went through it in three phases. One was what I used to do for business continuity when I was a plant superintendent for the utility that I've told you guys several times about. And uh, so I, I went through that. Then secondly, I talked about just business continuity itself with a little bit of a twist of thinking it business continuity which is corporate culture. And then thinking of corporate culture with the mindset of safety culture. So that's the other thing I was thinking of. Corporate culture, 
through the lens of safety culture because they should be the same. And then the last thing I went through was just basically what I'm going to be doing with my family and also with myself. I gave kind of a little update, 20 minutes of this early in the in the whole pandemic cycle. Uh, so I can't even remember how early that one was. It was uh, not really many cases in the U.S. at that time. Uh, so our world has changed significantly from that first broadcast that I did back then. So I'm going to uh, open up the, the John Hopkins University. That seems like everybody's uh, baseline right now. Everyone's looking at the John Hopkins University and looking at that pandemic modeling that they've done. Excellent, excellent job. Uh, and actually, as I speak right now, we've got orders from New Jersey, New York, and Illinois to basically have a stay at home. Uh, so those are really, really big orders, if you will. So uh, that's amazing amazing so for those of you that are listening to me outside of the u.s uh you may have had issues like this before where you had to go through and truly have some sort of pandemic in place uh pandemic plan i should say in place we're new to this i uh when i was working with the utility i remember preparing for mad cow disease and i remember preparing for a swine flu and uh when i was leaving it was ebola that was one of the pandemics that we we're thinking about, but it never really affected us the way this is right now. So there's 19,000 confirmed cases right now in the U.S. So that's really, really just insane. And that's the time of this recording. So I'm recording this uh, Sunday afternoon. And Sunday, let's give you the date. You know, I hardly ever really, really know my, the date. That's one of the things that I'm like, eh. I should know that, but I don't. So it's uh, it's actually Saturday, March 21st. So that's the time of me doing this recording right now. So I'm looking at the uh, COVID-19 map, hotspot map from John Hopkins. And first and foremost, this is what I trained myself to do, especially looking at this map. They have in big red total confirmed cases, right? So that's the big red number that you're going to see when you first open this up. So yeah, I look at that and I look at the big red number just to get a good idea, but I don't give it any any power, let's say it that way. I don't give it any power in my mind yet. I just really am looking through it and I'm thinking about it and like, okay, that's a number I should know. And then I could glaze by the total death because, you know, quite honestly, I feel horrible for them. I feel horrible for the families, I should say, uh, and the loved one that had to go through the sickness before that. And I really don't want to focus on that. But the number I do want to focus on is that green number on the bottom. And I'm looking at the mobile version and the green number says 91,000 people, 91,564 people people total recovered so that is the number i always look at when i'm looking at this map i really want to focus on that number I want to focus on who's getting better and i like that mindset for myself and that's truly how i'm gonna keep looking at this so those are the things i look at then the next thing i look at is the data and i keep looking at where we stand in uh us right now Let's see, one, two, three, four. We're the fourth in uh, in the totals. 
And that's because we're finally testing. So it's great that we're testing and I knew the numbers would go up. It doesn't mean that these are all new cases per se, but this just means that uh, we are finally getting quality numbers because we're really testing and we're really looking into uh, getting a handle of the cases here. So uh, that says US 24,148 is our confirmed cases right now. And then after that, the other thing I look for is I zoom in and I'm in Florida. So I, I kind of want to take a good look at in Florida, but I have family in New York. I have family in Colorado and uh, I want to see my daughter in Colorado. So we've got some plans to go up to Colorado Springs to see her. And I'm hoping there's not going to be an issue right now. But that's part of our new life, right? We, we make plans as best as we can, but we know that these plans are going to end up being changed or they can have the possibility of being changed. So I'm going to make my plans and uh, keep an open mind on everything too. So that's that's my, my I don't know, tip, one of the tips. Maybe I should do that with the tip of the week. Oh man, I missed that. That would have been a great tip of the week if I went through the Hopkins thing. See, that's what happens when you don't write stuff down. All right, so let me uh, go through what I really wanted to uh, start writing down. I don't want this to be like a huge long episode, but I do want to think about some of these things. Uh, during the actual presentation with the uh, Safety FM town hall meeting, uh, Dr. Todd Conklin was one of the speakers on there, and uh, he actually mentioned uh, an acronym that he's looking at, and it's a uh, VUCA is the acronym. So uh, vulnerability, uncertainty, complexity, and adaptation. That is his acronym that he used. So if you were interested in finding out more about that, I would listen to his show and just kind of get a good idea of what he means with all those uh, acronyms. He mentioned it briefly in the, in the town hall meeting. So again, it's really worth your while to go to safetyfm.com and listen to that town hall meeting and be aware when we do a next one because we've really been thinking about doing this more uh, since life has changed. You know, that, that egg has cracked and you can't put it back into that eggshell anymore. It's gone now. So therefore, life is, as we know, it has changed enough that we're going to probably do more and more of these. So uh, if you haven't yet, download the Safety FM app at your app store and just kind of plug in to Safety FM. What they're doing there is, is really good for our community. So it's going to help you, be, regardless of the pandemic information, it's going to help you listen to many different voices in safety and health either way. So uh, I like that, that VUCA statement, and there was another one called Ligma that came out from the Safety Justice League. And, uh, and truly, that's a little longer. I can't remember what all that acronym was because I didn't have enough space to write on my, uh, my little tablet that I was writing stuff on. Uh, but again, listen to the town hall so you could get that uh, Ligma and uh, VUCA. VUCA sounds like, you know, another kind of pandemic, doesn't it? You got the VUCA. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> mess up on Todd's thing but it just hit me that way Ligma hey Ligma sounds like uh oh you don't want to get the Ligma and so that's uh Redbeard Nate Bremen uh, so whenever you hear the Safety Justice League start on their town hall that was Nate's uh brainchild the Ligma and it was really really good uh, so anyway um some of the things that I learned and 
these are, I'm going to put them as lessons learned, but I kind of want you to think of these things also as being service, uh, service and products you could provide because since things are changed, it doesn't mean that everyone's got to shut down. Uh, throughout my whole, you know, 59 episodes, I think mostly 80% of the time I tell you that go seek out cities and counties and municipalities so that you could be your, they could be your client. It's really a good practice to have. So therefore, they are going to know things that uh, lean management won't think about. They're also going to practice things. Let's put it that way. Practice things that lean management isn't going to talk about. Some of the things that they're going to practice is they're going to have duplicates of things. They're going to have a backup of things or backup is going to have a backup. And that's because if there's a breakdown in something in a city, in a county or your utility, you have to still be able to turn on the water. You still have to flush the toilet without thinking of a backup into your home. So they're going to have a little bit more flexibility, if you will, on some of those things, including trainings for services. And they're also going to have uh, different things that are going to be government requirements that they have to have, even staffing requirements. Uh, one of the things I did suggest to, um, I called the state of Florida and said, hey, would you guys be willing to uh, adjust maybe your staffing requirements so that now people could use what's called a supervisory control and data acquisition program, SCADA, and use that system to monitor the plant as opposed to having four or five operators. You can only have one. And in some cases, you could just close a gate and have one person that's always on call monitoring uh, during the nighttime or off shifts. So that's the... Uh, the idea I gave, still waiting back, but at least I, I put it out there. So anyway, that's uh, one of the things that, so if you're going to think about it as being a service, you're going to want to package this as a business continuity service. Uh, you're going to help them think through all the trickle down effects. They don't have to follow through with your recommendation, but as a consultant, you want to give them that recommendation. You want to let them know, hey, I think you should follow this path and this path and this path. It only works if you have the actual training for this. So if you don't have this training to do business continuity, you can't listen to this, this podcast and think, all right, I got this now. I'm going to do this as a service. But if you've done it before, like I have with my past business, then I'm really just giving them lessons learned from uh, things that I've done. And uh, I can't remember, like maybe 2015 or something like that. I wrote an article about this uh, with Water Online. So if you go to wateronline.com, um, just do a search for Sheldon Primus and all my articles will, will come up. I used to write for them frequently and I was the safety and health uh, reporter, if you will. Uh, so I wrote something about this because that's also part of the team with the EPA that created uh, online training for water and wastewater facilities so that they could think about emergencies, what to do in 
any emergency situation, including what we're seeing now. So that was years and years ago. I've even in there's a video out there from the EPA um, um, in that video uh, talking about, you know, being prepared and being ready. So I've got the experience for this. So I can offer this as a service. If you don't, you can't. And so therefore, you know, you're going to wait for for another service you could offer. But it doesn't hurt if you want to start learning. So go ahead and uh, take some online classes for this because most classes are going online. So that's one aspect there, the business continuity. You're also going to think about giving some ideas on stuff like cross-training. Cross-training, let's say you're a maintenance operator, but you also want to learn how to do heavy equipment. All right, we'll cross-train you with the heavy equipment operator. So therefore, if there's an emergency, then now we know that we've got two people that can run the heavy equipment, or now we know we've got two people that know this maintenance job. And therefore... If someone's sick or they're taking care of an ill person, then now you have redundancy in services, redundancy in equipment like we talked about first, but now we also have redundancy in skills and trade. Uh, If you're doing that route, chances are you're going to have to talk to a union if there is a union, so you're going to have to really work that out. The other thing you're going to have to really work out and make sure that you're going to work with is the the HR aspects of this? Uh, there might be a pay benefit to to having people be cross trained. You're also going to have to make sure you um, you recommend because you're the consultant here. You're not doing it, but you're recommending that if someone is actually going to be cross trained, that after their training. Let's put them back in that unit every once in a while. Let them get used to that heavy equipment. Uh, Let them get used to doing the maintenance jobs every now and then so that they can feel comfortable in doing it normally and not just in an emergency situation. So that's the idea behind that one. Uh, Another thing that you can do right now, and I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but start getting stuff onto online training platforms. So I use Teachable, and again, you could go to uh, sheldonprimus.com backslash Teachable, and uh, you could sign up for a Teachable account there, and just go ahead and and start thinking about how you could get some of your services, uh, just say some of your training, how's that, onto an online platform. And when you do that, then that is actually going to give you a product that you could use So there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to want to do everyone in one room again doing the training because of this type of uh, transmission that we're seeing. So therefore, get some online training. So you have to be prepared for that. Start thinking about that. I've got a podcast episode, you know, one of my early ones about instructional design. Listen to that one. Then go to the sheldonprimus.com backslash teachable, sign up for teachable. And uh, truly, uh, that's, uh, that is an affiliate link. It uh, doesn't mean that they're going to charge you more. What you're going to do is usually with the affiliate links, whenever you click through them, and if you decide to go through uh, that link and, and sign up for it, then they will actually just give me a little thank you. Hey, thank you for referring. And that's really what it is. So it doesn't cost you anything more. It's just them acknowledging that I was the person that pointed them to you. 
but I'm pointing you to Teachable because I've been using them for a long time and I really like the product and they've been developing things more and they, I've been telling you guys about ConvertKit for a long time and I use ConvertKit for all my email marketing and Teachable and ConvertKit talk to each other real nicely so someone signs up for a, a class and automatically I can have them on my email list and it's really, really been cool. So I like the program. I believe in it. That's why I'm pointing you to it. Another thing that you could do, and this is for uh, some of your your clients right now that really need some help, you could go ahead and, and tell them that you want to do something more online, meaning like online training, uh, like I just mentioned, maybe even an online Zoom conference. And if they send you things, just instead of you going there and picking it up in person, send it to me electronics i'll scan it send it to me i'll review it i'll scan it back and send it to you so they don't have to worry about let's say a written program being updated and you having to come in and go through the facility and see everything uh, you will for your audits and osha is still going to be inspecting and doing audits and they're gonna be going out and following up like everything so you definitely want to make sure that you're going to let everybody know that but Truly, uh, you really want to make sure that you're going to be flexible. Let's say it that way. Be as flexible as possible so that you can end up uh, keeping solvent. Uh, if you haven't heard the Linda Tap interview from last week, uh, episode 58, it's really good to listen. Linda was awesome about saying... As a consultant, you need a product. So if you're in isolation now and you're thinking about uh, becoming a consultant, start writing that book. That's a good one right now that you're going to need to do. Uh, so anything that you can think of as far as uh, be or building a product, this is the time to do it. Especially if it's online or especially if it's, would that be asynchronous stick? Where basically you could put the product out and people could get it at any time one of those i can't remember but either way you want to make sure that it's available for them so that's part of my plan that's actually how i ended the uh, presentation one of the things i ended the presentation with uh was my plan is i'm going to do a bunch more online classes i'm going to do some subject matter expert work and i've got some clients already that reached out to me to give them online training so if you've done that uh, or need to do that that is a very very useful talent to have is if you could be an instructional designer and uh, again i've got an earlier episode on instructional design uh, you can be a subject matter expert for someone write their course they put it online and they pay you so it's awesome just go ahead and do that as well and you have to uh, use tools such as uh upwork the one I've been using and sometimes LinkedIn people reach out to me on LinkedIn because I have right on a profile that I'm an SME and I do SME work subject matter expert work for other companies they see that and then they call me and then I've actually had someone who left one company joined another company and I was the person they reached out to first because they needed to update uh, the catalog for this new company that they left on to and they gave me the call so hey take it it's online work and i don't have to see anybody as far as you know self-quarantining or you know what we're calling it now is social distancing so that really helps in that area 
while you're social distancing and everything, uh, just make sure that you're going to keep money coming in. So you're going to have to use every ounce of talent that you have and your family has uh, that can be brought in an online format or a very brief interaction that is acceptable for your your community. Because right now, like I mentioned earlier in the show, there's a bunch of communities that are in virtual lockdown or you know just they tell you to stick around as opposed to uh to to not going out and doing stuff so that's truly one of the things that you really have to look out for all right so i'm gonna uh come back with the tip of the week after this so uh let's listen to the sponsor message and as soon as we get back i've got a tip for you so hang on and i'll come on back Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested. It has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome back to the tip of the week. And before we do that, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast so if you haven't yet please subscribe to the podcast Uh, send it to a friend someone that you think would really benefit from it Uh, so that'd be great if you could share it if you're on itunes give me a review and i just appreciate it so thank you so much so what i'm gonna go through now is gonna be my tip of the week and this one is going to be a little bit outside of the box and it was the last thing i mentioned in that town hall meeting i've been talking to you about and that last thing was meditation not a whole bunch of people meditate i understand that Uh, you could call it mindfulness that's one of the things that you're seeing right now a lot of corporations can't say let's do a corporate meditation but what they can do is say let's have a moment of mindfulness which is great yeah the term don't let the meditation term throw you off from the practice uh truly what it, it is is you're taking some time emptying the mind and you're going some people use music some people don't uh some i've heard a light meditation there's all kinds of different ways to do it uh i enjoy guided meditations and um this guy david g uh david j i i believe is how he he has his last name is david g uh he used to work for deepak chopra and deepak and oprah together have their own meditation series that they do but uh david g (laughs) that dude is so cool everything comes out of his mouth you know i'm like oh yes awesome and so i i do um 
in-tune timer meditation app, but there's a bunch of them right right now. Um, I forgot the one that, uh, I think it's Headspace, the one that LeBron James, the basketball player, uh, I believe he bought into it too, but uh, he is one of the spokespeople for Headspace, and it turns out that uh, Starbucks, they bought a Headspace account for all of their employees uh, so it's a corporate account. So when you're a Star- Starbucks employee, they encourage you to meditate. And therefore, what they do is you could sign up for it, use their code, and then you now could have free access to this meditation app. And uh, the uh, the paid version is now free for you. So that's pretty cool. A lot of people are really seeing the benefit to this. So my tip for the week is going towards that because truly, if you are, yeah, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm not the whole quarantine guy. I'm not a big fan of that phrase. But if you are in uh, staying at home because you need to and you get the stay at home order or something else similar to that, uh, then go ahead and take some time every now and then and just do a little mindfulness. I've gone to gambit with, you know, either five minute sessions or sometimes I like the 20 minute sessions. But generally speaking, I, it takes me a while for my mind to quiet down. So I've, I've done a few of these things that are the 45 to an hour session and uh, just put on my headphones. Uh, I'm a lying in bed guy. So I lie in bed or uh, on the sofa or something, foot down on the floor and just let the breathing go. Let the mind go. So that's the tip of this week. Find a good meditation app that you could uh, do, or even if you look up um, a good one to start with, and I'll tell you, look it up is the Deepak and Oprah one. Uh, and, you know, Deepak and Oprah, they only go by one name because everybody knows who Deepak Chopra is and Oprah Winfrey is. But uh, together, they've had a bunch of meditation apps, and you could go to 21. Day meditation, I believe. 21 day meditation. I don't know if it's going to be .com or not, but if you do look up Deepak and Oprah's 21 day meditation experience, that's what they call it 21 day meditation experience, you'll find it. And that's an easy one to start with, and it's really good. Uh, it's not religious per se. It's just, it's a spiritual thing, yes, but there are so much benefits to it. That's why businesses now are starting to do it because it does include benefits such as keeping the worker focused. And it's also one of those things, the mindfulness. If you're working mindfully, you'll be placing your hands in the right position so you won't be in a line of fire. You're going to be thinking more of the corporate culture and all those things that will be added in there. So that mindful thinking is part of that meditation. So uh, truly, it's a big, big difference. And I feel it when I don't after a while. So especially in this time that we're dealing with right now with the COVID-19 and whatever is going to be next because unfortunately uh there's always a cycle of pandemic that come around and you can look through history and you know from bubonic plague or, or whatever it was back then you know so therefore in this time and in the next time we're all going to be able to concentrate relax breathe and uh be a little bit better off by it so that is the tip of the week 
And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And again, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that right now. Share it with a friend. And, uh, and of course, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on safetyconsultant.us. That's the new group. So have a wonderful week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.